Thank you for joining the Self-Care Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Brown. Today, we're going to continue our series on men and women, and we've brought in a group of women to discuss what it means to be a woman today. So thanks for joining us. Let's get to it. the dominant sex. Depends on what you're talking about. No, it doesn't, Katie. I'll ask the damn questions. I didn't ask a question. (laughs) Fair point. I was just trying to be a jerk. Sorry. (laughs) Surprise. So across the board, who's better? Depending on the statistic, women statistically score higher in school. Men are more likely to be in jail. Like it's like dominant in what, in which category? It it could be either one. Who's the better human? Oh, well, women. <laughs> and, and you know what's ironic is I think men would answer the same way. Because women, uh, the amazing things that women bring to the table. I mean, the strength in the, uh, in the guys' conversation, there were several of the guys that talked about the strength of the women in their lives. You know, the, the single moms maybe that raised them, the, the powerful kind of uh, balancing everything. And that influence... Um, and that's what begged the question of, is it because women are stepping up, quote unquote, and, or men stepping down? Um, one of the guys had made the comment that as men uh, kind of give women the space to kind of evolve into these roles. And I, of course, I jumped on it. I said, have guys stepped, uh, given them the space or have, how have women kind of evolved and gotten to that point? Uh, and so what would you say? How have women gotten to that point of taking the rightful kind of equality kind of space or equal space? How did we get there? Yeah, did men have to step out of the way or give them? They fought for it. Okay, keep going. But a lot of men fought with them. I mean, that's what the whole feminist, that's how feminism started, right? Sure, yeah. Even back in the uh, 1800s, it really goes back to, uh, we got the, uh, Christopher even talked about the different phases of feminism, you know, the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, the burning of the bras and some of these different things. What does that mean for women now, though? Like, what is a woman's role in today's America? We have a lot more freedom. I don't know if there is a defined role, and I think that's really great. I think maybe in the 50s there was a, a defined role. There was something you were going to grow up to be, and that was probably a housewife. That's fantastic if that's what you are choosing to be. But if you didn't want to be that and there was no other path to pursue, yeah. that's... Maybe a nurse or a teacher. That was about right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. There were maybe like three you know, roles that you could be. And now I think a woman's role in today's society is anything she chooses to be. Earlier, excuse me, um, the very first question you asked is what is a woman in today's? And the first term that came to my mind was powerful. Like I think women probably have more power today than they've ever had. You know, I think I'm huge Taylor Swift fan, but like I think back we, to we, last We don't do that here. Okay. And it comes well, up almost every podcast. I got to go. It's been nice, but I got <laughs> to I gotta head out. So, but I think too, I mean, as cliche as, as it is, you look back to 2023 and just women kind of dominated any anything and everything last year. And I, and I don't think that was just a flash in the pan event. I think that that's just ushering us into a new age of women holding a lot more power and 
not being afraid to have their voices heard or not being afraid to take up space or not being afraid to be too much. All of these things that you might have heard in the past or earlier that just, I think women are kind of like, no, I don't care. I don't care about that label that you're putting on me. This is how I'm going to move forward in the world. And I think that's really powerful and really, really beautiful. Yeah. Well, what do, you, what do you think are some of those societal influences, those transitional things or uh, yeah, just societal events that have happened that have really propelled women's uh, kind of rightful place? The invention of birth control. <laughs> There's a lot of research that would support that. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of taking charge of, of their lives and their bodies in so many ways. Yep. And family planning, of course. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, this is the kind of weird kid I was, uh, my great-grandmother uh lived into her 90s or beyond, um, I remember asking her a question similar to this. And she says, well, it all changed when women could start wearing pants. Mm. <laughs> I thought, that's an interesting idea, you know? And so the idea of I don't just have to wear a dress or a skirt, I can do these, you know, I could ride a horse, I could ride a motorcycle, whatever. Uh, I mean, it was just this kind of fascinating thought, even at a young age of, wow, women used to not wear pants. Mm-hmm. That was like scandalous, right? Right. So, well, the first time somebody wore pants. Right. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, she still wore, you know, polyester ones or whatever. And so, you know, maybe that wasn't really cool. But I don't know if it's one singular event that is moving women into like this more powerful role. But I do think as you see small things happen and you see more women being in different roles or moving into places they've never been in before, you're starting to think maybe as you're growing up, and Addison, I'd love your perspective on this, but as you're growing up, then you're thinking, okay, those are options that are now available to me, right? And you see a woman who's hosting, you know, a broadcast show or in the White House or whatever it might be, right? And you now see no limitation on you as a female. I would probably say, like, the idea that, men are now supporting the fact that women can do more because I feel like that was who was limiting it. So when they support the women's side saying like, I can do more and they're like, yeah, you can do more. then it gives them more opportunity because they're not necessarily saying like, I'm going to give you my spot, but they're saying like, I'd be okay with you passing or being next to me. Well, so who are some of the women that have influenced some of those biggest changes? Do you think I'm going to go out, throw out Oprah. I mean, and Taylor Swift. Swift. I said Oprah, Oprah, <laughs> Mike check, Oprah. And it's Taylor Swift. <sighs> I mean, look at Michelle Obama. I mean, she African-American female. I mean, she was, uh, she was the wife of the president who, I mean, she was in the spotlight in that sense, but she, I think too, did her own thing of really trying to, um, open up the eyes of so many women of you can do this. Um, and so, I mean, I haven't really followed her as closely now, but I feel like she's still pretty involved in a lot of different, um, different things, whether it's, you know, in the educational system, whatever it might be. So I think that was, that was huge. Um, but yeah, Oprah, oh my gosh. Like I remember watching Oprah when I was a kid and just thinking, wow, this, lady is powerful. She's giving away cars to her whole audience. Like what? Um, Ellen DeGeneres, that's another, another great great one too. Um, Just a lot of these women and um, these, 
whether it's talk shows or um, the celebrity status, it's like, yes, we may not have the privilege of meeting them personally, but still seeing them on the screen. I mean, it's very powerful um, as well, too, because it spills over to our personal lives as well. Yeah. I mean, even going all the way back, I mean, the Ruth from the Bible. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many amazing, strong women. Um, and it's sad that we can identify individual women when there's so many women that have had such an influence. I mean, they have birthed the entire world. Um, so going back to the idea of the different events, uh, things like, uh, you know, women's rights to vote, uh, that's a big one. Um, uh, the, the Me Too movement more recently. Um, what are some of those different events that have really influenced uh, the societal change? Me Too, I think that was quite the, <laughs> that was huge. Um, you know, I think a lot of women were really coming out with some stories that, um, horrendous experience. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, I almost am like a loss for words. Um, you know, whether it's the workplace or personal experiences. Um, it, yeah. Wow. When I think what part of what that did for society is it made it, um, it made it more acceptable and generalized the ability and strengthened women to be able to, and, and really anybody that's experienced different abuses like that, uh, different traumas like that, it made it more uh, acceptable uh, and safe for them to be able to talk about their experiences. Yeah. And we know that when we hold on to different traumas, it creates kind of almost a cancer within us um, and doesn't allow us to fully process through the trauma. Uh, and we hold on to a lot of that shame and that guilt. So, And hopefully what it did too is it, I hope men saw that they can't take advantage or do things to women and just expect them to be silent yeah. anymore. And I am fearful that that had been the, the precedent for so long where men just saw women as something that could be taken advantage of kind or of objectified, objectified yeah. or subhuman or whatever that might be. And so, sure, I think Me Too had a really positive effect on women seeing their story and other women and things and not feeling so alone. But I really hope that men don't see that as just a, a women's movement and saw that, okay, this is not okay now for me to do either. Yeah. If they hadn't seen that before to then see that their actions are not just, you, people aren't just going to be silent about them anymore. Yeah. They're going to be brought to light and called out because people aren't fearful about doing that anymore. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. Well, a lot of the research, especially when we're talking about something like sexual assault and sexual traumas, um, that overwhelmingly um, uh, are done to women and, and young girls. Um, what we know from the research is, uh, and one in particular, the number of men that are sexually assaulted in the military is equal to the number of women. The percentages are different. But when we look at sexual assault, and this is uh, not completely anecdotal, but I don't have the research right here in front of me. Um, when we look at the actual statistics, um, Sexual assault and sexual traumas are primarily related to dominance and control, not sex. And so when we look at that and we say, okay, it's more about degrading somebody or it's more about controlling this situation. Uh, there's also a very strong, uh, very high correlation between uh, uh, sexual assault and arson because, again, it's about dominance and control. It's about destroying or desecrating or demeaning. Um, and so when we see these things... The more we talk about it, the more we actually pr we will learn from it and the more we can actually uh, find some preventative uh, care for it and uh, more appropriate treatments for it. Um, 
And so it's not just a women-specific thing, but uh, the more women have that voice and have that ability to speak up about it, the more it is uh, affecting change throughout society when it comes to any traumas. What does a woman need? What do you need from a partner? Love and... Oh, that's so subjective. What does that even mean? It's true, though. Like uh, the gentle type of love, I think. I know we're all different. Um, But I think for me is just that like gentleness and that simplicity of love, Um, whether that is, you know, that the loving hug when you get home, you know, from work or... um, the that quality time that you can spend together I think is really important because you know we're all so busy in this world and um, whether it's jobs or activities whatever it might be and so spending that one-on-one time together I think is really big and um, just having someone who believes in you and encourages and supports your dreams and your ideas what even though they might be a little wild wild ideas, organization ideas, whatever it is around the house. Um, but just someone to just kind of support you and, um, yeah, just be there for you. And my thing to add to that, Leslie, like when you say like you want love from your partner, what, like what that kind of means to me is like your partner really sees you. Mm -hmm. Like they see what you're struggling with. They can see what you need. They can see like areas in which, Oh, we have to be mind readers? Can you see your partner? Like, do you see them? Yes, but that's an interpretation. That's so loaded. No, I I will come back to that because I (laughs) I disagree with you with the mind readers comment. I was going to say seen as well. And earlier you mentioned that men would agree that women are the, you use the term like dominant and better sex. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but that men would say that, right? That they're, that, and I thought to myself, Gosh, wouldn't that be nice to hear? Yeah. Like from any from any man ever. And I've and it goes back to even what you were saying earlier of how much how many words men say in a day and how many words women say in a day. And I thought, oh my gosh, it just would be nice to hear from somebody yeah. or feel seen in that respect mm-hmm. of you're doing so much. You're you're carrying such a mental load. Yeah. Like I see that. I'm acknowledging that. I think you are so, this remarkable human, right? And if I had to choose the better human or better sex, it would be you, that kind of thing. Right. Like, wouldn't that be nice to hear? And it's not necessarily mind reading, but I think it is this just being like, open your eyes and see what they're doing and what is going on and just call that out and say you appreciate that or say that you see it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a great key right a great key right there is it's appreciating and accepting. Yeah. You know, it's acknowledging. It, it, yeah. And I think it's it's a really important point because uh, one of the greatest things that I think we do in a relationship is uh, we we accentuate or we uh, amplify what's already there. We don't try to change what they are. And so many times that's what we do is we try to tweak it and we try to critique it and we try to uh, make them fit the mold instead of realizing that we are attracted to them. Let's grow together and let's evolve and create something so much better together. Um, you know, earlier we talked about, uh, uh, previously I uh, talked with the men about um, the idea of those two becoming one and the Ecclesiastes, you know, two becoming one and it's not I do, it's we will. And so that idea I think is so paramount in this because See, and Katie, I was trying to uh, be in a little more provocative there on purpose. Um, 
because so many times women, I think, have a tendency, generalized statement coming, uh, women have a tendency to not show their vulnerability because they have to keep all the plates kind of spinning at one time. And so if I show this vulnerability, if I let this wall down, then what else is going to have the effect that's going to be affected by that? And so men don't do that typically as well as women. And so when women don't show that vulnerability, what does that say to their partner? And oftentimes what it comes across is, I don't trust that you can help me with this, so I'm not going to trust you to be an equal in this. You do your thing, I'm going to do my thing better. Um, and so when that happens, uh, men oftentimes feel very invalidated. And so they go back into work or whatever else that they're, they're supposed to do. And so women being able to communicate those needs, uh, but be able to have that open, honest, kind of fruitful conversation. And I ask every couple this the first time I meet with them, what is the key to communication when you really think about it? And the only answer there is to exchange information. It's not to convince. It's not to, uh, uh, you know, get them to conform, whatever. It's not to resolve anything in that first conversation. It's just to exchange information. And so we need to be better learners of each other and stop trying to just listen. When we actually learn from each other, we actually appreciate and we can actually see them in a whole different way. Last question here I want to ask you is this. Well, excuse me, two more questions. One, what is chivalry today? How has it changed and what does it even look like? Not each man is created equal. <laughs> I think some um, of us are amazing. Yes, I agree to that. Um, you can come back on the show anytime. <laughs> I think, I mean, there's still men out there that hold the door open for, um, for the other person, uh, open the car door, things like that, um, that are very much appreciated. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's still out there. I, I think there are still a lot of good men out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes men actually get a little hesitant, almost scared, yeah. uh, because they look at the kind of the ignorant kind of concept of feminism uh, and think that they're going to sh get shamed for it. Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, this is, of course, dating myself years ago. Um, I was on a date. I was in my late teens, probably, uh, still in high school. And I went to open the door for the girl that I was taking out. And she looked at me kind of funny. And she says, is your door broken? And I was like, I was just sad. And in that moment, I was like, we are not going to have a second date. I promise we will not have a second date. Now, because that was just, I was raised by women. You know, my mom, my grandmother, my twin sister, my great grandmother, that was most of my influence in my life. And so I was raised in that way. And yet I look around and I see so many men that are just so dumb. And then they think that they should just be entitled to have whatever they want. And it's like, you are so dumb. Like, like Why? And it makes me sad for so many men and young boys in, today, in today's society. But I also see it in my daughters how strong they are because of that influence. So, and having a dad that's a psychologist probably helps a little bit or messes them up, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, the proof will be in the pudding. So, uh, Any other comments on chivalry, whether it's dead or still alive and how it's changed? I definitely think it's evolved. Like There are probably some women that would tense up if a guy tried to do a chivalrous like something that they saw as chivalrous like what are you doing I can open the door myself or like but there are some women that would are still like they still like that yeah. so like that's tough to be a guy to be like what what should I do what what do they want right just know your partner I would say yeah well and I would say know yourself more mm -hmm. 
like if I walk up to there's there's people in my life now that uh, even now that like uh, we'll walk up to a, a a building or something and they'll just stand there and wait for me to open the door. It's like these are the people in my life and I love that. Uh, you know, wait for me to open a car door for them. Uh, even my daughters, I'll, I'll make sure to get ahead of them, try to open the car door. My oldest daughter will just like glare at me like, I can get the door. I said, yes, but you can't get men to respect you if you don't learn what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, there's an important lesson in that. Um, does chivalry diminish uh, the, the strength of women? I don't yeah, necessarily I don't think, so. think so. I mean, I, I think it shows women that men care and they're showing love in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, said recently somewhere, I don't know, um, uh, when a, when I'm working with a couple, um, sometimes I'll ask the spouses, um, you know, what do you want your, your partner to start doing? And overwhelmingly women will say, uh, I want them to start doing this thing. And we'll come back, you know, a couple weeks later or whatever. And I'll say, how did it go? And uh, he'll say, well, I started doing this thing. And she says, well, yeah, but you're only doing it because Dr. Brown told you. And I just look at her and I say, uh, well, no, he's doing it because he listened to you. He learned something that you wanted him to do. And it doesn't matter how he's doing it. It's the fact that he's making the choice to do it. Now, that can go both ways, trust me. Um, but it's being able to appreciate uh, when you convey something, it's an offering to them. It's not a requirement of them. And I think that's something that we've got to really uh, be mindful of. Uh, otherwise, we set kind of false expectations on other people. And really, when we set expectations, it's something we create, but somebody else has to follow through on. If we want something to actually, uh, if we want to convey our desire for something, that's a whole different story. And that's a whole conversation to get into with your partner. But as long as it's aligning and building towards something uh, that you both are in line with. So last, last question here is, what is something that you would tell, I don't know, say a 16-year-old version of you that you wish you would have known about being a woman in today's world. Addison, take notes. <laughs> I'm gonna take notes too, don't worry. Mine would be more just generalized advice to a 16-year-old because when you're 16, your entire world is like your high school. And just like once you're out of high school, like you will find your people. So like whatever went on in high school isn't gonna matter. And college, more. usually. Well, yeah. Well, my college experience was so different from, because I was from a smaller high school. So to me, college was just like, I can be whoever I want to be now. I'm not like the little small town person anymore. Like, so just like, don't worry, don't stress so much about what's going on in high school, because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Very well said. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I'd tell my 16 year old self, it just keeps getting better. And I liked where I was in six, when I was 16. And then I liked where I was when I was 26. But now at 36, I look back and I'm like, oh, my 30s are so much better than my 20s. Oh, wait till your 40s and is then, the greatest. And I was just going to say, people then say 40s are really like the best. Yeah. But I really think in my 30s, I am so much more secure and confident in myself and who I am and that I don't have to be something to other people. Like I can just show up as I am. And I didn't, I would have never learned that without going through so many things in my twenties and so many things throughout high school. So it just keeps getting, and I think people say that and maybe it's so cliche, like it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better, but it, it really does as you grow and you have these experiences and you learn so much from life. I think if you're constantly a student of life, like you're 
just soaking in as much as you possibly can about the experiences that come to you on a day-to-day basis, it really does just keep getting better and better and better. So yeah. I'll let you know when I get to 40 <laughs> how, it, how it is. Yeah, I love that. It's about the experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, I would tell my 16-year-old self that don't sweat the small stuff because, you know. How's that working at 34? A lot better than I feel like in my 20s. I I don't know. I feel like 20s, it was you were caring so much about what people thought about yeah. you and you were trying to find your own identity and all of that. And I think in my 30s, it's just I'm realizing that I don't owe anyone anything Um that, you know, the more that you love yourself, it, I know that sounds cliche, but it's really true. Like the more that you find the beauty from within and not from on the outside, it is such a game changer because I feel like for so long, a lot of us women, we try to prove to our to others, you know, prove ourselves to others and have to be a certain way, act a certain way. And I think sometimes it just takes some time and enjoy the journey um, because it really does get better with time. Very nicely said. Lisa, what would you, or excuse me, Addison, what, what would you, uh, what do you hear from these women? What, what will you take away from these, the brilliance of these, these women today? Overall, just like be yourself and be true to who you are. You sounded exactly like your dad right there. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I don't know if that's a good thing or a <laughs> no, bad thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a female version. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great summary for today. Um, owning you, right? Um, the reality is, uh, God made one of you out of every, every other uh, creature, every other uh, combination. There's one of you that he chose to come forth and there will only ever be one of you. So taking the influence of other people is kind of naive because they have no clue how to be you. And so ladies, I just want to take the time just to say thank you to each of you for all of the influence and uh, the efforts that you put into this conversation today and the positive impact you're having in your own lives, but also the lives of your family, your community, and taking the time just to help uh, provide some of those insights and some of those ideas to our listening audience um, and uh, making efforts to be a positive impact just in the world around us. We're all on the spinning rock together and uh, the more positivity that we can add to it and the more opportunities we can take to practice self-care, I think is only going to benefit all of those for generations coming behind us. Um, The strength of women uh, overwhelmingly is very clear. Um, You are part and a large part of what makes this society actually progress in a positive way. And we're so grateful for you to be in here today and uh, just the power that you are in this world. So uh, with that, as we say every time, uh, make sure to be you for a change. Thanks for joining us on the Self Care Doc podcast. And we will look forward to seeing you again very soon.